blessing of Almighty God be in your heart and on your lips. You might readily proclaim the gospel of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with your spirit. Glory to you, Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So of all the hundreds and hundreds of possible gospel passages for my final weekend before retirement, I get plucked eyes, chopped off hands, and millstones wrapped around your neck. Um, I have visions of Deacon Brian pulling a cleaver out from under his and said, Father, put your hand out now. Or um, Pat rolling out a millstone and saying, it's just your size, 16 and a half neck. <laughs> the sea is that way. And it's like, wake me up from this nightmare. <laughs> um, so with apologies to Jesus and to his imagery, I, I'm just going to park all that stuff somewhere over there, somewhere back there. And... Uh, talks about a few other things. So um, a few years ago, as you know, I walked through France and 
I was having a particularly rough go of it for a while. Um, actually, this was the second time through France trying to finish what I didn't finish the first time. And it was rainy and muddy and the days were grim and, and uh, along the way, and I was just sort of trudging along trying to get down the road day after day after day. And this little Brazilian guy, about this high and little beard and short little guy, and we met up uh, along the road, you know, one day and then two days, and he never wanted to walk together. He said, nope, no, I'm on my own. I said, okay, great, that's the pilgrim way. Don't bother each other if you don't want to be bothered. And, but we would end up often enough at the same place at the end of the day, and I would get there like at two in the afternoon, and he'd come rolling in about 5.30, and he'd say, I win. And I said, Why, how is it that you win, Luis? He said, because I walked slow. <laughs> and you walked fast. And I enjoyed myself, and you didn't. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah? Um, so anyway, um, I, maybe the last day we were together, it was another one of those rainy days, and I took, got tired of it, and I took, um, found, kind of got up the top of this hill, and there was a nice big fir tree there, and I kind of hid out under the fir tree to get away from the rain for a while, and lo and behold, here comes little Luis up the hill, you know, kind of taking his time, strolling along, enjoying himself, and he comes up to me under the tree, and he, he says, Kevin, he says, you you are not learning. <laughs> you are not getting it. I've been trying to teach you, and you're not getting it. He said, you walk too fast. Slow down. I said, okay. And he's kind of not upset with me, but he's frustrated. And he, he hits me on the shoulder a couple times, and he says, God's, God is falling on you like the rain, and you're like that st stupid Gore-Tex jacket you're wearing. You're just shunting, shunting him off. God is, God is falling upon you and you're not even seeing it, you're not feeling it, it's just, you're just moving along and not even taking it. And, he's, you know, and I said, oh, I think he's talking about my life, not just the way I walk today. <laughs> anyway, he was absolutely right, of course. And I kind of had to learn that lesson, you know, that it, you're walking too fast and you've got your head down and you're going, 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 going. And, and you're not seeing things. And he would say, stop. He said, stop everywhere. Stop all the way along. Go slow. You know, if you see a, a dandelion coming out of a crack in the sidewalk, stop and look at it. If you see, you know, a rose out of season, stop and look at it. If you see a cat licking its paws, stop and look at it, you know. Stop. Look. Listen. God's everywhere out here. And you're like Gore-Tex. I said, yeah, I'm sure I am. So I tell that little story because in a way, that's, as I said, it's not just a matter of walking a path. That's kind of life in a way. And I think what a lot of us do in all of our lives, and certainly we who are clergy do it for the most part too, is we get very busy. And we get, you know, we've got all these things to do. We've got projects. We've got this to do. We've got that to do. We've got to get ready for this. We've got to get ready for that. We've got a homily here. We've got a service over there. You've got this and that and the other thing. And you've got to do a meeting here. And you've got to zoom over here. And da 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 da. And, and we're going too fast. And, and we don't stop. And we don't look. And we don't feel. And God is raining down grace upon us. And we're not even feeling it most of the time. We're shunting it off like, like Gore Tex. So people's asked, what are you going to do in retirement? I said, it's what I'm not going to do in retirement. 
I hope that I'll slow down. I hope that I'll stop. I'll hope that I'll be the last one to arrive at the end of the day. I hope I'll learn, you know, that what Luis tried to teach me along the way, that I can actually start to do that more in, in my own life, that I can be, you know, more thoughtful, more prayerful, more, um, I don't know, just seeing, feeling, hearing, listening to God along the way. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, so where do you want to be when all this is over? And I said, you know, I've thought about that. The end of this particular pilgrimage, I want to be like Jerry Hopped. You know, I, I was a, one of the great privileges of being here and serving here in this parish was getting to know Jerry. Um, and, you know, the first couple of years, he was still really active and busy, and he had his red hats, and he was greeting people out in the parking lot, and he gradually got slower and slower and slower. And his heart got weaker and weaker and weaker. But, and that's when I really got to know him, because he'd go up to his house and bring him the sacraments, and we'd visit and talk. And, and almost always, he had the same message for me. He'd say, Father Kevin, I love you. I'd say, oh, thank you, Jerry. Love you, too. Love you, too. And he'd say, and I love the church. And I love my family. And I love my wife. And I just love everybody. I said, yeah. And, and that was kind of the conversation each time I went up there. And, and he's got weaker and weaker and weaker. It became more and more uh, profound, I think, as he, as he spoke those kinds of words to me. And what I realized about Jerry was that he had spent those late years of his life becoming free of any kind of anger or hatred or um, unhappiness with stuff, you know. He, he just became more and more peaceful and more and more loving and more and more grace-filled. And there was no anger in the guy. You know, there was no bitterness in the guy. There was no, nothing of that stuff left in him. He had really done through the grace of the Spirit, the beautiful job of preparing himself. And the last few times he would say to me, Father, I'm ready to land the plane. <laughs> yes, you are. And I hope that when all is said and done, when I'm ready to land this particular plane, um, I'm as free as Jerry was um, in his love of just about everything. And then there's Sister Dorothy, um, another privileged person in my life these last six years, among many. And she too inspires me because every time I went down to see Sister Dorothy Byrne, Emily Court, um, she would say, um, Kevin, I don't want to call you, I don't have to call you father, do I? And I said, no, you don't, Dorothy. Thank you. Kevin, I, I want you to know that I pray for you every day by name. And I said, I know you do. You tell me every time I'm here. And she said, she said, well, I do. And I said, she said, I pray for a lot of priests. I said, good. Thank you. I really need that. But also, as the years went by, um, she too got holier and holier and freer and freer and more peaceful and more peaceful as she kind of drew close to the end of her own life. And she kept saying, well, I don't know why God still has me here. I guess my only job now is to pray for you. And I said, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I hope that... Um, you know, in these coming years, um, I can become more like Dorothy. 
uh, along the way. Um, all of this is to say that this past six years have been a great privilege for me and an honor and a joy. And um, what's coming next is, is built on what I learned here and what I received here and all the grace of God that rained down upon me here, a lot of which I didn't feel or sense, but enough of it got through that I hope um, that uh, I'll be able to land the plane in peace and love like Jerry and, and uh, Dorothy. And just one last um, word, I guess, and that is just to thank you for welcoming me among you in your community way back six, over six years ago, for supporting me, for caring for me, for loving me, for listening to me, for appreciating the work I did and, um, and um, um, what's there to say except thank you. Thank you doesn't sound like enough, so how about Spanish, which is gracias, or Dutch, dankuwel, or uh, French, merci beaucoup, or quiche from Guatemala, maltioche.